Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey everybody, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, where two friends sit down and talk about music for a little while. Uh, this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to focus on one band. And then we're going to do this crazy idea that brand you came up with to draft their discography. Yeah, it might be a little stolen from uh, one of my favorite podcasts, which I have to plug because it will seem like copyright infringement. I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a podcast called All Fantasy Everything where they just fantasy draft things in pop culture. I don't think they've ever done a band's discography, but they've done like different genres and like hip hop songs or country songs but this is i think special to us as of now yeah, but i'm not copywriting it. anything i'm not <laughs> copywriting anything so anybody can do it on this right now as of now we are stealing this idea and it's ours nothing's better than <laughs> theft of artistry right <laughs> uh intellectual property is now ours thank you this week we're gonna focus on the band deftones uh i have uh, long history with the band, uh, listening to them for quite a long time. And I believe you do as well. I do. And it's, it's a very interesting thing because let's be honest. Most of Deftones, I should not like it for like the, the, yeah. the shit that I talk on other things. And for, I don't know, maybe it's the exception that proves the rule <laughs> or maybe it's because I, I don't know. I'm sure we'll get more into it, but I think Deftones may be one of the only modern bands that has their own very definitive sound. I will give you that for sure, because there is nobody else that sounds quite like Deftones in a good way. (laughs) There's a lot of people that take influence from Deftones, but don't quite do it right. Or they just take pieces and like you hear like, hey, this part sounds like Deftones, but nobody... Nobody has. I don't even know if anybody has tried to fully do a Deftones album, but Deftones. I can tell you right now, if somebody else tried to do a Deftones full album other than Deftones, I wouldn't like it. I'd probably give it a go, but I yeah, there's I mean, probably let you give it a go. We'll we'll get we'll (laughs) get there talking about them like more, especially album by album. But yeah, it's 
it's it's pretty insane. It's pretty because everything about it should be that I don't like Deftones because a lot of <laughs> things that a lot of things that Deftones do, I get annoyed when other bands do it. But I don't know sure. if maybe it was just it's like so seasoned in me at this point because I've been listening to them for so long. I don't know. Yeah, like deep inside, you have to like them just to continue being yourself. Maybe something like that, but it's even it's more than like like I I love this band. I've yeah. always have loved this band, and while doing the listen through of the discography and going back and revisiting, n- not neither one of us is getting a a dull draft pick in this thing. Oh it's no, not, not at it's all. Not happening. No, it it can't like the yeah. It's pretty astonishing, actually. It's pretty astonishing. It is. Their discography is amazing. I don't want to say flawless because there's tracks here and there that I'm just not a fan of. But man, album to album, this band kills it every time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if you're not a full album listener. I don't know if you can get out of Deftones what they consistently bring. Yeah, that might be true. Like thinking about singles that they've come out with. You don't get the full Deftones experience without listening to full albums. And there's a few that that's very true for. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're going to jump into this, but I'm going to give some background into the band. Uh, A little bio just to, you know, if there's people out there who haven't listened to Deftones at all, um, give them a bit of an idea about what they're about. Deftones are an American alternative metal band that formed in Sacramento, California in 1988 so long ago it's so insane i like i find it hard to believe that they were a band when i was six yeah that's so wild it's absolutely crazy it's (laughs) like when i learned that i I was anybody anybody i knew that even didn't know who deftones was i was like do you understand this do you understand how long (laughs) they've been a band right and and the fact that their first record came out in 95, like they were a band seven years before their first record. Yeah. That's wild. The fact that they formed one year after Nirvana. Oh, man, that's crazy. Like it's like Nirvana is seen as, you know, obviously the greatest grunge band. I mean, you can argue people can argue whatever, but. They're they're seen as the like gods of music. So the fact mm-hmm. that Deftones formed one year after that and is still going and is still putting out fantastic music is insane. Yeah, it's crazy. They're great. After many lineup changes, the band members stabilized in 1993 and stayed the same for 15 years, with the exception of Frank Delgado being added to the lineup in 1999. Frank Delgado is the keyboardist and turntablist that got added to the band. Added during a very important time for turntablists. Yes. I don't think any band that was on the radio did not have a turntablist. I mean, was isn't Uncle Cracker like a turntablist himself? And he had I a believe, fucking hit single. Yeah, I think I think he did. I think he was the turntablist for Kid Rock. Follow me and everything is all right. That's still a good song. I don't care. <laughs> We're not here to talk about Uncle Cracker. No, we are not. Um, The only substantive lineup change since 1993 came because bassist Chi Chang was the victim of a car accident in 2008. While the band was in the studio recording for an unreleased album titled Eros, E-R-O-S, 
The crash left Chi in a coma, which ended in his passing due to cardiac arrest. Uh, the entire Eros project was shelved in a creative decision for the band to move forward. They brought on Sergio Vega and released Diamond Eyes in 2010. So two years after the car crash, they shelved that complete project and uh, put out Diamond Eyes instead. And it, it's still insane that that album exists. I mean, it might mm. not be complete because I don't think they ever finished it, obviously. But no. th- th- that, that album exists and... I mean, respectfully, will probably never be heard by the general public. Yeah, it's been talked about uh, in interviews um, Chino has done where he went back and listened to it a couple years after and then just didn't like the mix, said that some of the, the songs were completely unfinished. They were, you know, very early demo stages of the songs and that without Chi around, he didn't feel like it would be right to release any of those tracks i think i feel like one of them got put on the internet i can't remember the name of it i was reading when i was doing the research for this i was reading something and i feel like one of the songs got leaked but i'm not 100 percent sure but i i know chino isn't interested in doing anything with those those files at all which is also when you think about that that is so not conducive with with what bands and the music industry as a whole supports is like hey no this is you got to put this out like you have to put this out no matter what yeah posthumous records are insane like they they try to put out as much material as they can from anybody that has passed away yeah there's a new xxx tentacion album coming out like next month which is wild insane he he has been gone for three years now four years there is a reason (laughs) stuff doesn't get put out in people's lifetimes you know like it it might not be what they wanted to put out that being said there's still some good posthumous albums out there but i don't know if it's playing off the emotion of the being a posthumous album like if it if that album came out when they were still around would it sound the same? Would it feel the same? I, I, I don't know. And I don't think you, I don't think you can know that unless somebody right. fakes their death and puts an album out. Yeah. I've never really liked the idea, but then it hasn't stopped me from picking up the Elliot Smith record that came out posthumously. Yeah. I guess, I guess it just depends on how you personally feel about an artist, but Chino isn't giving anybody that opportunity, which is <laughs> yeah. fair. Like Chino says, said, you don't no, get it. We're not putting that out. And yeah. that's fair. They, Put it this way. If they only had two albums, maybe I'd be mad. But they they got a fa- they got they got enough albums out that I'm not not worried about that one. Yeah, you're not hurting for material yeah. that might not be up to snuff. Uh the band has released nine studio albums. Uh 1995's Adrenaline, 97's Around the Fur, 2000's White Pony, Deftones in 2003, Saturday Night Wrist in 2006, Diamond Eyes in 2010. Koino Yokan in 2020 in 2012, uh, Gore in 2016, and Ohms in 2020. I know we were both super stoked for Ohms to come out. Yeah, and much like no, I'm not. I'm not talking about that till we get there. <laughs> not, oh. not, talk, not talking about Ohms until one of us drafts it. Gotcha. Understood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, along of along with years of collective critical acclaim. The band has had numerous award nominations and wins, including Kerrang's 
Kerrang! Magazine's award for Best Album in 2000 for White Pony. Uh, they were nominated for the same award in 2008 for their self-titled record, but lost to Permission to Land by The Darkness. I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to the heart. Dude, self-titled God taken out by The Darkness. That's so wild wow. to me. That is insane. Yeah. You know, The Darkness, that band that's still very popular, right? <laughs> right. Right. Um, in 2001, they won the Best Metal Performance Grammy for Elite. They also won the Outstanding Hard Rock slash Heavy Metal Album for White Pony from the California Music Awards. Uh, they won the Album of the Year from Revolver, Revolver's Golden God Awards in 2013 for Koino Yokan, but lost Best International Band from Metal Hammer's Golden Gods Awards the same year. They lost to Stone Sour. No comment. No comment. Uh, Deftones lost a pair of Grammy nominations in 2022 for Best Metal Performance and Best Rock Performance to The Alien by Dream Theater and Making a Fire by Foo Fighters, respectfully. Uh, They did, however, win Best Remixed Recording along with Mike Shinoda for Passenger at the 2022 Grammy Awards. That was from the like deluxe edition of Ohms, wasn't yes. it? Yes. No, the White Pony re-release. White, that's what I meant. The, yeah. the deluxe White Pony. Yeah. 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 I did not pick up the deluxe re-release, so I never heard Passenger remixed by Mike Shinoda. I could send you that digital code. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I'll take it. I, I bought that the super like yeah. deluxe studio fucking whole. It's like <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of Mike Shinoda too, so I, I'm curious as to what that sounds like. And Passenger is a great song that we're not going to get into until somebody drafts that record. Correct. Uh, <laughs> Deftones is known as one of the most experimental groups to have come from the alternative metal scene. Their sound has been described as... Deep breath. Alternative metal, alternative rock, art metal, experimental rock, new metal, post-punk, post-hardcore, alternative rock, dream pop, drone rock, post-metal, shoegaze, post-rock, stoner rock, hard rock, trip-hop, glitch, math metal, psychedelia, and funk metal. Yeah, and if you put them all in a blender and blend it up, you you, you can maybe explain Deftones to somebody? Yeah, yeah. It's funny <laughs> because listing all those off, if you have listened to Deftones... You're like, yeah, yeah, all of that. Everyone, everyone. I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yep, yep, got it. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm." (laughs) Yeah, it's so crazy because all of those, all of those mixed together, I get the weirdest idea of a band just listening off those subgenres. Half those genres I don't like. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) It's it's a wild thing. It's a really wild thing. It's so crazy, but. Listing those off and knowing Deftones discography like we do, mm-hmm. every single one of those fits at some point in their discography. Agreed. Whatever you want to classify it, the band has sold over 10 million albums worldwide. So no matter which subgenre you choose to classify them as, Deftones are at the very least successful. As much as we both like Deftones, I, I don't think either of us think that they don't deserve more that's a weird way to put that i think we both (laughs) i think we both think that they deserve more than what they have 
Oh, I agree. They are so unbelievably talented mm-hmm. and influential at this point in music. Like it's insane how many people, even if they don't know that that's what they're influenced by, they are yeah. influenced by that. 100%. I, I believe, I don't remember what episode we talked, we talked about this, but I believe we mentioned that there is no band after a certain point of time that hasn't been influenced by Deftones. Yeah. It's, I don't remember what episode it was either, but it's a hundred percent true. It, yeah. it, they've, that's even going to say that they've also adapted to the sounds of the times too. Like we'll get there when we get to certain albums where we're like, this is really this, but it's still them. It's so yeah. crazy what they do. I don't know. I still don't understand it. Me neither. I don't know how Chino and the rest of the band have the ear they do to come up with what they come up with and it being relevant still 30 plus years later. And that they still enjoy it, I'd assume. Like, why would you be a band that long if you're not enjoying what, playing what you're playing? I would hope so. I hate the idea of like a great band not liking each other. But I, I also like they all do have their individual outlets of like side projects and shit, which is also tons of side projects from completely fine. Well, do you do you want to get into this draft thing that you came up with? I'm ready. I'm ready whenever you are. Okay, so pre-episode meeting, we determined that that I would be picking first in this draft. And I'm not stoked about it, but <laughs> I also feel like there like if this was if this was the NFL draft, yeah. There are there are two I mean, don't get me wrong, there's more than two, but there's two giant like heads of the team that you need. Sure. And I'm I'm pretty sure you're going to take one, which means I'll just be taking the other. And I if I had the first pick, I don't know which one I'd be able to pick. So I'm actually kind of happy about it, but also <laughs> upset that I don't have the first pick in the inaugural draft discography. Oh, man. So we talked a bit about it a bit uh, pre pre episode. And I told you I am not drafting in any kind of like out to get you way. Like I am drafting based on heart and uh, the records I love. Now that's mostly, that's mostly where I'm going to. Yeah. At least for this, at least, at least for Deftones. Yeah. There's, there's one record here that I feel like I should draft as number one, but I have to go with around the fur. Wow. Yeah. I did not, did not see around the fur. Coming off the board as the <laughs> first pick. Um, I have to, because that is where I came in on a, on the Deftones. This record, for me, predated all new metal stuff that I ended up getting into at all. The title track on this thing is fantastic, but Be Quiet and Drive is probably my favorite Deftone song ever. I can listen to this thing over and over and over and over and over again. And it kind of foreshadows a lot of their later discography. I don't disagree that it's a great song. Yeah. But I think I've I, like I'm, I've had enough of it. I've heard it so many <laughs> times. It's, it's probably their biggest track. And I think I'm all right. Like... The re- every other track on this album is also fantastic. You have a feature from Max Cal- Cal- Cavalera on this thing. Yeah, yeah. And he plays an important role in Deftones for a while, which is pretty insane. Mm-hmm. 
Are you are you familiar with a lot of Max Cavalera stuff? I know a little bit of his stuff. I'm not a Sepultura, huge Soulfly, yeah. Cavalera conspiracy. Like just the dude is a metal god, basically. Yeah. My own summer shove it is My own the summer perfect is fantastic. Yeah. My own summer opener. is the first song I ever heard of Deftones. I still remember like the video for it. They're like on these little rafts in the ocean, and Chino is going nuts like jumping around on this raft and it's just it's fantastic god i love that video you threw my entire entire <laughs> draft upside down like i have i have to reevaluate everything that i'm doing now that's so funny i feel like something went wrong on my <laughs> in my scouting reports cuz this wasn't <laughs> wasn't what i was expecting i i had a feeling i knew what your number 1 pick would be and like I said, I have big feelings for Around the Fur, but I didn't want to take your number one pick just to be like, just to pick that one because I know it should be number one. Around the Fur, it's definitely, it's when they start to put the effects, like uh, they start to process Chino's vocals. Yeah. And that's when you really start to feel and hear what this band becomes like you're really like oh this but they still got that heaviness and they still have that that dissonance in here it i i thought i was gonna get around the fur in like the third round i'm so fucking oh man i don't know what's (laughs) happening i i felt like it would it would mess up the draft a little bit if i went with it but i had to because it's so big for me it's so big for me i mean it came out in 97 so i was 15 yeah. And this dropped like nothing I had ever heard before. And at the time MTV was playing music videos. Yeah. And this was I don't want to say it was heavy rotation, but I saw it a lot. And I just absolutely loved it. I don't know how it, it happened or how it came to be, but I feel like I always just kind of had four Deftone CDs like they always were just in my CD book from from mm. when I can remember listening to music they were just in there uh, and yeah around the fur was a big one and yeah. congratulations for getting that first <laughs> overall even, even if it fucked everything up I'm gonna do <laughs> well I'm curious to hear what your first pick will be then I don't think my first pick at least now is going to be what you thought it was wow uh, because as I, and I'm not even picking, like I said, I think there's two giant picks. There's two huge albums that could both be number one overall. I'm curious as to what you think those are. Uh, we'll get there, but, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Cause I'm not picking one of those right now. You picked I'm not picking one would, of those. I'm not. Wow. Would you consider around the fur your favorite Deftones record or just, you had to pick it because it was the first. Oh man. And I know favorite's a that's, hard word. Here. Yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough question. But I think maybe because nostalgia plays such a big part in it for me, yeah. it, it might be my favorite. Because I can always go back to it. And when we were talking about doing this and listening to the discography and making sure we both had time to listen to this in order to do a proper draft, I listened to Around the Fur a few more times than I listened to everything else just because... I love it so much. So then that's where I'm going with this is the album that I always find myself remembering fondly and then going back to, even if I'm listening to a different Deftones album, I'm always like, I got to throw this one on 
Sure. And this might feel like a curveball to you, but this is so important to me. My first pick is Saturday Night Wrist. Whoa, really? Yeah, I love it so much. It's how I said I always had four Deftones records yeah. in my in my CD book. This was the first new one that came out. Sure, yeah. And I was already a fan of Deftones, and I was like, I, I got to check this out. And it did everything I wanted it to, plus more. Like, it gave me everything I wanted yeah. from a Deftones album. But then it also did that thing where it felt different enough that it was its own entire album. Yeah, I love this record too. And part of it is I remember it coming out and it actually got released on Halloween. Okay, I didn't remember I don't I didn't remember when it was put yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, October 31st, 2006. Mm-hmm. I remember picking that up before doing any Halloween festivities and playing it and Hole in the Earth being the first track blew me away like i didn't know what to expect um coming out of self-titled as their like the previous record and starting a whole new record but hole in the earth was just it just felt massive like just an all-encapsulating song that was just uh, it's phenomenal saturday wrist is is such a good pick and there's so many tracks on this that is just like, holy shit. Like what, yeah. when I, when I was listening to the discography for this, I actually threw the Deftones discography on shuffle and was uh-huh. trying to like playing the game where I was like, this is from this, this is from this, this is oh, from this. Yeah. I didn't even try that. I would be so like, I don't think my head would be able to to deal with that one. I I would be, I would be right about two thirds of the time, but I never once missed a Saturday Night Wrist track. I was like, this is on Saturday Night Wrist. Or if I wasn't sure and I I was like, I love this track. What's this on? It would always be Saturday Night Wrist. I mean, Hole in the Earth, Rapture, Cherry Waves. You have a feature from Surge from System of a Down on here. Yeah. Rats, 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 Pink Cell Phone, like Combat. I love so many tracks on this. I think this is probably, I don't want to say favorite, but at, at least there's the most quantity of favorite tracks on it. Like other ones, I like a lot of the tracks, but this one was just really every track just did something to me and I love it. It's also, it was cheese last album with the band before that car accident. Yep. It was. Yep. And I mean, from the cover of this thing to just like you said, the opener hole in the earth, when you look at that cover and you hear hole in the earth, it's such an experience. It's insane. For sure. Yeah. I love it so much. And it's so good. I'm gonna be, I did not see Around the Fur and Saturday Night Wrist being the first two records off the board here. <laughs> Neither did I, because now I'm completely thrown on my next pick. Yeah. Well, you're oh, up now. So your wow. second pick. Well, now I am torn. Wow, I'm really torn. Yeah, my 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 list here has gone completely off the rails. <laughs> yes, yeah, so did mine. And then I had to <laughs> I had to throw another wrench into mine. Um shit what do i want oh man this is okay this wow i can't believe i'm okay i'm going to pick koino yokan okay i have no problems with that not that i dislike it by any means yeah but i i have stopped and have still not listened to this thing the whole way through really 
because I love the idea that I still have a Deftones record out there that I haven't. <laughs> sure. Uh, that makes me wish I had picked another record first. Nope. <laughs> Save nope. this one for later on. But why, I, why do you think I didn't reveal that information before? Yeah, no, it's it's so good. And when you finally get around to listening to it, I need you to tell me what you thought, because it is this is the more I know we talked about all the different subgenres that Deftones kind of fall into. But I want to say this is the more like lighter feeling Deftones that I really get when you take apart songs like Be Quiet and Drive. Swerve City is, you know what, Deftones just have this really great habit of picking phenomenal opening tracks. Yeah, I agree. Uh, now, Swerve don't get me wrong, I have heard a bunch of these tracks especially listening this week i've heard a bunch of tracks and every single time i was like what album is this from and i would because i wouldn't know and i'd look and i'd be like oh it's from that one <laughs> yeah yeah uh tempest is a phenomenal song i love gauze entombed is great uh man i it's like every song off this record i really really like and then especially for being kind of later in their discography uh, it's their seventh record. So their ability to change up their sound really, I mean, it, it's on every record. They have this uncanny ability to just stay amazing. But still remain them, which yeah. is wild in today's music market, I guess. I feel like the music industry kind of revolves around Deftones. Because they, it it doesn't feel like they try to make music to sound like anything at a certain time. Yeah. But the rest of the industry kind of is like, oh, that does sound great. We should start making stuff that sounds like this. Yeah, it's weird. Like, did Deftones usher in new metal? Like, are they responsible? D oh, we'll get there for that I album. Say, <laughs> we'll get to a different record eventually. Uh, but that, yeah, Koi, Koi no Yokan, even though I can't pronounce it correctly the first time through. That's my second pick. So now we're on to you for your second pick. And I will be getting around to listen to that. But I still love the idea that like in the in the and like knock on wood, fingers crossed. I hope this doesn't happen in the event that they say like they're breaking up or something happens. Oh, I man. still have that album. Like don't I still have. That. Don't that speak album. that into existence. I don't want to hear that. Uh, yeah, I'll probably cut that out. Um, <laughs> OK, I guess now I have to take one of the big two. I have to Damn. take one yeah. of the the big two here. I'm struggling on which one, though. I'm really struggling on which one. <laughs> That's what I did last pick. I, I was struggling so between probably one of the big two you're talking about and one of my favorites. So not saying that one of the big two aren't my favorites, but yeah. Um, yeah, I have to take this one. I'm taking White Pony. It has to come uh, off the board. Yeah. White Pony has to come off the board. It, it, is, it is one of what I consider to be... Uh, the, the the wild thing about Deftones is you could sit down and write a thesis about every individual album and saying this is their magnum opus, like every single one. Right. And, but I truly believe there are two that are just such seminal works. And White Pony is one of them. Uh, White Pony kind of transcends the, the time it was made in because. Oh, yeah. For an album put out in 2000 that very much does sound like 2000 also could sound like 2022 like it, it is insane what this thing sounds like yeah uh this this record also holds my favorite feature 
which is the Maynard James Keenan feature. Man, Passenger is such a monster of a track. I love that song so much. I'm also noticing you like the longer of the songs on here. Like every time you've talked about your favorite song, it's always been one of the longer ones. (laughs) When they do long songs, I just feel more in it than I do feel than more than I feel of like getting sick of it. Well, I think that's because even their shorter songs, you're so lost in it that it, they all kind of feel the same, whether they're short or long, because it's all the same kind of tempo. Mainly, I think this is Chino, where his vocal style is he says a sentence and it takes him so long to complete the (laughs) sentence. This is what I mean. Like on paper, I should hate the way that Chino sings. I should hate it. Like get to the fucking point. But I don't because it's so well produced. It's so well done. It's so well processed. This this track, this album, White Pony, again, and I'm going to say it every fucking album, has so many so many songs on it that you're just like holy shit. oh man well white pony has probably i mean back to school is probably one of their biggest hits yeah i'd say yeah. so. and and change in the house of flies that's a huge track but how how do you feel about the re-release because back to school was a like it was, a, an it was the, after it was the re-release of pink maggot yeah it was the what's the what's it what's it called when you like oh the reprise it was reprise, essentially a yeah. reprise of Pink Maggot, and yeah it was huge, uh, but it also felt to me like that was a studio decision where they're like you need oh, this it, one you need it this. had to be because they released White Pony yeah. uh, originally without it with a I think it was a gray cover, yes. with the white horse on it uh, and it didn't have Back to School on it, mm-hmm. but I don't think I picked that up. I don't think I picked up the original release of it. I think I picked it up after Back to School was added to it. Okay. Um, so when I finally heard it, Back to School was the opener. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I think opening with Back to School and then closing with the Pink Maggot where you hear that again, it's mm-hmm. so beautiful. It's yeah. so perfect for the album. I love when albums can do stuff like that, like just play with the the different play with different songs that are intertwined in the album. Yeah. And you can get, you just hear them later on. I, yeah. I love that. I, I, yeah, I couldn't let white pony go another round. I had to take white pony off the board. It's simply, Honestly, it was between white pony and Koi no Yokan for me in that last. Pick. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad you picked Koi so I can have white <laughs> pony. Right. So, for your third pick. What's up? Um, my third pick is, you know what? I have a feeling that, the other big one you think is not going to be one I pick. Okay. I am going to pick for my third pick, their latest record. I'm picking ohms. Oh, I thought I was going to get it later. It is. <laughs> it is so good. It's so, so good. good. Yeah. So, so good. Um, I remember when it was uh, teased and mm-hmm. we, I don't, I can't remember. I don't think you told me about it coming out, but you told me about the vinyl yeah. being put on pre-order. Yeah. And that day we were both like, okay, I'm ordering it now. Are you ordering it now? Yeah, I'm ordering it now. Of course I'm ordering it now. And I think you got you got two copies of it, right? The special one and then the just the black vinyl one. 
I got the special one. I got the black vinyl one, and my black vinyl one showed up damaged, so I got two two of those. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, and I ordered just the the regular black vinyl one, and I remember when it came out. I believe we, we did. We both wait for the vinyl to get delivered before we listened to it. Yeah, because we. I also don't usually listen to singles, but yeah. I listened to I listened to Ohms when they released the single, and that was all I needed. Yeah. And then, yeah, I remember us both uh, getting the vinyls shipped to our houses and then listening to it. And I'm pretty sure the next day I hardly did any work because we were back and forth Snapchatting about the record. Yeah, it's crazy how good it is. But at the same time, this album grew on me like I I loved it when it came out. And then it this was on my rotation two months ago, I think. Oh, was it really? And and I just the more I listen to it and the more time that's passed, it's just again, it's Deftones doing what they should do, doing what they know how to do, doing what they seemingly love to do, but changing it just enough where it's like, holy shit, like where did this corner come from? Yeah. How did you get how did you get this angle out of it? Yeah, it's so good. And again, with their opening tracks, Genesis is amazing. I love that song so much. I definitely know how to open a record. They really do. Like I'm going, I'm looking through their discography right now and what first tracks they have on each album. Each one is just amazing. Yeah. Although looking at the Wikipedia for this right now, I didn't know that Sergio Vega left after this record. I just saw that when I was writing the notes for it. I, d- I didn't point it out when we were talking about when I was talking about the uh, the lineup changes because they haven't put out anything after Sergio Vega left. But yeah, he's he's yeah. left the band now, and I think they're touring, uh, but they have a touring basis. Who knows if yeah. he'll be so- added to the lineup permanently or what? But yeah, Sergio Vega left. Yeah, we'll see when that we'll see where that goes. But yeah, yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm not going to be able to argue with any of these picks, but I definitely cannot argue with Ohms. Yeah, no, it's such a good record. And I am I love that uh, it holds a place for me in our friendship that yeah, we both that, yeah. got to experience this, this record from a band that we both love, like, basically at the same time. And it's wild that an album can come out in 2020 by a band who's been around since 1988. <laughs> Right. And it feels like these guys are still inventing things. Like they're oh, not just so out crazy. There. Yeah. They're not just out there playing what they play. Yeah. I mean, they are like, they're they not, are. Yeah. They're not trying to remake white pony though. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so wild. It's so yeah. good. So good. And, and Ohms is also one where like, especially being that, that I almost said speed bump in our friendship. That's not what it was. Especially being no. that like tent post for the friendship we have there, that it is probably more spacey and shoegazy than a lot of the Deftones records. Yeah, and yeah, I shouldn't like it. No, like there's a lot of it where I should not like it, but I'm just like, yeah, give me more. Like, let's go. Right. Yeah, like let's go. That leads us to your third pick now. My third pick, and that other big one still on the board for me. But I don't know if I could pick it because there's one that I need to get. I need to get See, this record. <laughs> that's such a that's so wild because like I'm I'm battling with the same thing. Yeah, I I can't pass this one up. This 
I almost picked this first because that's how okay. much this record also means to me. It is self-titled. I okay. love self-titled so much. I think seeing the video for Minerva and also Minerva maybe doesn't fit into this record at all. Like Minerva no. is the lightest track on this. This is a heavy Deftones record. Yes, this is probably the antithesis of their heaviness. I think there's yeah, they're this they're so heavy on this self-titled and the fact that I had four Deftones records and this one existed. If mm-hmm. I didn't have this one, there might not be a spot as as heartfelt for Deftones like in me because this one. Because you get the you get those touches of heaviness on other records, and I love that. But when you can give me touches of the other records with more heaviness, come on, man, that's me. Yeah. That's my bread and butter all yeah. day. That's my bread that's and butter it. all day long. And also right. opening with opening with hexagram, holy shit! Yeah, like yeah, like that's hex needles and pins makes me uncomfortable, and I don't know why. Like it's just <laughs> death blow, battle axe, lucky you. I mean, also the last track on this is Moana. So yeah, did they predict the movie? I Are wonder. they just everything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, self-titled is a massive record, but admittedly, it's probably one of my least favorite of theirs. Now, that's not saying I don't like it because I still like it. We've yeah, yeah. we've gushed about the band and their discography this entire episode. But this is probably one of the ones I listen to the least. Okay. This one probably had the most playthrough from the CDs that I owned up until a certain time. I, and the fact that I would try to convince people to listen to this record based off Minerva, probably not a good sign. Probably not, probably not the best way to go. (laughs) That's, that's not the way to introduce anybody to this record. Well, especially like imagine, because Minerva was the single. Imagine picking yeah. this record up off of Minerva. You're not getting what was you were expecting to get. Right, that's for sure. And I would have picked it up uh, based off of White Pony. Yeah, because I'm, I'm just a I'm, I'm a lifer for this band since Around the Fur. Yeah. So every record they put out, I'm I'm picking up just based off the band, you know. So coming off of White Pony. And then going into the self-titled, you're getting two different experiences there. And then even saying post this record, and I, I it'll be picked. So I'm just going to mention it really quickly because I, I mean, one of us going to pick it. It has to yeah. be because we're picking everything. Yeah. Uh, if you bought their next record off of Minerva, you would be getting more of what you wanted. Oh, yeah. This is also the last album that they had produced by Terry Date until he came back for Ohms. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's wild. Although although he did produce Eros, which we know which, we've already learned about. Yeah, it won't it won't come out. We won't see anything from that record. Oh, we did pick it. Never mind. We did pick the next record. Yeah, you picked it. <laughs> you, that was your first yeah, pick. I, I wasn't I wasn't looking at the the whole list. I was just looking at Deftones and thinking of like thinking through it, but I didn't remember what album it was. If you buy Saturday Night Wrist based off Minerva, you're getting what you want out of it. It's not yeah, it, for like sure. but if you buy if you buy the self-titled off of Minerva, it's a different record. It's a yeah, different record. For sure. But yeah, self-titled. Also, oh, there there was a, a guy who was older than me mm-hmm. that that all like he was one of the only metalheads around in the area. Like I, I like I 
I thought he was one of the coolest dudes ever. Like always blaring metal out of his car windows and shit. <laughs> and he had he had the Minerva skull and flower shirt, Deftone yeah, shirt. I love that. And to, to me, that was like the peak of cool. And then yeah. actually, I ended up going to Ozfest with him at a later time. It would have been '08 is when I went to Ozfest with him. It was just it was it was a wild come up for me where I was like looking at this dude like he was the peak of Cole to right. riding to Ozfest with him and him saying he has the shakes because he needs a beer. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> 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 but yeah, self-titled, definitely mine. Yeah. So now your fourth pick. Oof. We're getting down to it, but none of them nitty are gritty. bad picks. Down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. I, okay. I know there's there's one that you think is a big one. Yeah, it's still there. Um, it's still there, but I, I'm i guessing it's not the one I'm going to pick here. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to do it. I have to. I'm picking Adrenaline. Okay. That wasn't one of the big ones, but I'm, yeah. I'm actually glad. I'm glad at this point that you didn't pick the big one because I kind of really want it. I think you're going to get it. So, But Adrenaline um, is definitely... Man, what a debut record. Yeah. Like, it is crazy this is the introduction to the world into new metal mm-hmm. yeah i it's phenomenal i you know what maybe the corn record came out before this but man th- this record just kills and then i there's there's something i love about playing with track placement within a record mm-hmm. and the fact that seven words is the seventh track on the record and engine number nine is the ninth track on the record. I love it. But one week is the third because board is a board is a better opener. It 100% is board is an amazing opener. We've said, we've said it about every single record so far. This band does not miss with opening tracks and for board to open this thing up is fantastic you have no idea what you're getting into when you first per when you first press play on board the the aggressiveness of this and what you got to think in 95 this thing coming out it sounds insane because yeah. this yeah. listening to this thing in 2000 it sounds insane listening to this thing in 2022 sounds insane for sure but it's definitely the i don't think there's ever been a, a deftones album that they didn't need to make to get to the next one Mm-hmm. But this one is definitely the least "quote unquote" Deftone sounding because it was before they were processing uh, cheese vocals. So like cheese vocals, uh, a, li- a little off. Like they yeah. they don't sound how you expect because they're not processing them. Like his his yeah, singing no, is his singing is here nor there, and his his harshes are like harsher than you would ever hear them right. again, yeah. probably. Yeah. But it's still an amazing, amazing. Yeah, I. I love it. And then, of course, like I, I haven't said it earlier with, with my first pick with Around the Fur. This has that hidden track thing going for it as well. Like yeah. you think after For Real, the album's over, but you listen to another, I don't know, five minutes of silence and then you're hit with fist. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. And And now that we took them all... Adrenaline Around the Fur, White Pony, and Self-Titled were the four CDs that always just existed in my CD book. Oh, and they, were right? on, they were on a constant rotation. Just yeah. a constant, like one of them. And I believe 
around the front adrenaline had similar CDs. Like they looked like a cotton ball on one of them. And then it was like a different cotton ball on the other. I believe the CDs looked very similar. I can't remember. Cause I haven't listened to the physical CDs in so long. Oh yeah. Same, same. Yeah. That's, just what I, that's just what I recall. Yeah. And then white pony just had the, I think the CD was silver with the pony on it. Yeah, I think I so. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, like I said, I can't doubt any pick on here, but I'm so glad that I got the other big one. I'm ready to take this. Is it? Here you go. The other big one that I think is up there, as in, like, holy shit, how did they accomplish this? Especially with everything that was going on, is Diamond Eyes. Yep, I, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Diamond Eyes. Even if it's not my favorite, I still love it. I think it is one of their best records front to back, like cover to cover. It is so goddamn good. And to think that they did it after the loss of a seminal member of the band, like a member of the band who was a family member to them. Yeah, it's wild that this came out after that horrific time that the band just went through. I forget how long she was in a coma for, but it was a long period of time. It was four years, five yeah. years. Yeah. So this came out while he was still in a coma. Yeah. Cause they were working on Eros in 2008. I think I said, I think so. Yeah. And he, yeah. he did like regain consciousness here and there, I think, but he just eventually succumbed to it. Yeah. And then for this album to come out in the midst of it. Yeah. Wow. This album again, and I don't think even though Saturday Night Wrist did what it did for me, like I was like, holy shit, like this is unbelievable. I don't think I listened to Diamond Eyes when it came out. I think I fell off of Deftones for a bit just because I wasn't listening to new music. I was just kind of listening to what I had. I think I didn't listen to this when it came out because of the cheese stuff that happened. Okay. I think like I have very strong feelings, you know, about band members, you know, either passing away or, or leaving the band and then the band continuing on. Usually I have a, a, a bigger issue with singers. Um, but when I heard that Chi got in his car accident, it felt devastating. Mm-hmm. And then for the rest of the band to go on, and then come out with a record, I felt a way about it. Yeah. But, you know, I guess with Chi ending up passing away from, you know, from the car crash, I don't want to say I moved on from it, but like I was able to appreciate the band continuing and then eventually came back to Diamond Eyes and I was like, oh man, what a record. And like, what a dark feeling record. And it, it, but it is also one of those that it is in, it is a very much a whole record record. Like you need the whole thing to fully appreciate what it is. You can take bits and pieces and you'll still enjoy them. But in order to get this full record, you need to sit down and get the whole thing. Yeah. And it is unbelievable. This record does have one of those tracks that delved into the more electronic end of deftones that i just did i I didn't dig at all but some of these songs are just yeah 
crazy good. Huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> huge, huge fan. It's, of it's this great. This is yeah. just us. This is just us t- talking about how great Deftones is for a fucking yeah. hour. That's we're just is. gushing about the band at this point. Like it doesn't matter who drafts what record or or whatever. We, I, I mean, my final pick is still one of those I could have picked earlier on. I should have taken Eros first overall. <laughs> I, oh man, I'm so torn about ever hearing anything off of that. Yeah, I know. Especially because even though that their albums are timeless. Yeah. I I feel like that one would, would very much be stuck in that time, even emotionally. And I don't know if be. that's something, something that needs to be even needs to be heard. But like I said, yeah. I still got Koi no Yokan if, if I need a Deftones record. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, there's only one record left. And seeing as how I got first pick, I also get last pick. Yep. And this record, um, man, I, it could have been picked at any other point. Uh, it is definitely not, in my opinion, the least of their records. I, it's Gore is fantastic. I love everything about this record. I love the the cover art, like all the flamingos flying in uh, in a blue sky. I love the title being gore and not fitting with that like with that that visual of the cover. Um, the songs are fantastic. For me, I felt like there was more time between Koinoyo Khan and Gore where I anticipated it a bit more. Like I, I was looking more forward to Gore coming out than I had any other record. Okay. And it delivered. Like I I think Gore's fantastic. I think much more than any other Deftones record, Gore is that one that you need the whole thing. Like it, it's a it's a whole sensory you like you need to get in a, a an empty tube with this thing and you sit need, down. Yeah, you need to sit and just not. You need noise canceling headphones. It would really work fantastically if you were laying in a hammock. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you just need to envelop yourself in this record. And I have not had a hammock to lie in, but I have sat down on my comfy chair and listened to this with full like noise canceling headphones and just been in it. I think if there was ever a record that they put out, that was the exact record that Chino wanted to put out. Like, I feel like this is the record he waited his entire life to make. Yeah. Like if they would have stopped after Gore and never put out Ohms and I'm glad they didn't. Oh man. I think, I think you could have looked at this and been like, yeah, that's the only reason he's been in the music career so long is because he's wanted to put this record out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Opening up with prayers triangles, uh, I think is great. Possibly not their most like hard hitting opening track. But I think that goes I think that goes into the fact that this needs to be a complete record. Yeah, like, I you, think you can't take a first track off it. You just need to listen yeah, to the whole for thing. sure. Yeah, there's no other track uh in the track listing where I could put as an opener instead of that song. And yeah, it just this record one track after another just flows. Yeah, it, I think it's exactly what they wanted to make at the time that they made it, and it came out fantastically. And you thought you had the last pick, but I'm going to sneak one in here. I'm taking oh, B-Sides man. and Rarity. Oh, I didn't even put that down as a as a record, but yeah, sure. We'll do that. 
if for nothing else, it's for the Simple Man cover. Oh, because hearing Chino sing Simple Man yeah. is <laughs> something to behold. Yeah, I I admittedly have not spent a whole lot of time with that. I'm usually not a B sides type guy, uh, because well, for me, there's a reason they were left off yeah. of records. This is a lot of covers, though, too. Yeah, and I mean, covers are a thing that I used to do. <laughs> so I look at it that way. Like, not very estab- not very many established bands do a whole lot of covers, usually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Deftones put their little spin on all those covers. Like, uh, cha- there's an acoustic change in the House of Flies, which is a huge track that the acoustic yeah. version sounds much different. It's so it's so wild that it's so different. They do a Shaw Day cover on here. You know how crazy that is? <laughs> that is pretty wild. There's a song featuring Be Real of Cypress Hill on here. There's a Cure awesome. cover. There's a Smiths cover. Yeah. And and it's funny because you those bands like the Smiths and the Cure uh came out at such a a different time, but they fit so well. Like yeah. as a as Deftones songs, because Deftones are a timeless band, and I will always go back to saying that. Oh yeah, holy shit, man! Deftones are so good. So They're wrapping so good. up the draft here, we yeah. have you have around the fur, Koi no Yokan, yeah. Ohms, Adrenaline, yeah. and Gore. Man, that's wild. And I have Saturday Night Wrist, White yeah. Pony. Self-titled, Diamond Eyes, and B-Sides and Rarities. When did that B-Sides and Rarities record come out? Uh, right after Self-titled, 05. You have the dead middle of their discography. Yeah, I do. And you got the sandwich. You got the bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the Oreo, I'm the cookies and you're the cream. What a wild and fun episode this was. And if you have any ideas, if you've heard us talk about bands that you've heard we both like that maybe we forgot about, or a band that you just think their discography deserves to be drafted, please tweet at us at AOLpod. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmail.com. Say in the Facebook group, the link will be in the show notes, because uh, we will do them. I love this. Oh, yeah, I, I love, love this idea, love too. This. And, I mean, even if I have to go listen to 30, 30 Dream Theater records, I don't know. I don't know oh, how man. Records Dream Theater has. Me neither. Um, but yeah, send it because I will give it. I love this. I love drafting things and I love discographies because I am a whole album guy. I always have Me too. Been. Yep. We both uh, are. But other than that, you got anything else, Scott? Nothing. I I really want Deftones to come out with another record. So do I. <laughs> so I'm do just kidding. That, they're one band that I don't care uh, how much material they come out with. I will always have room to listen to more Deftones. Agreed. And you should go listen to the Deftones listener. For Although sure. I, I find it hard to believe you'd listen to this whole thing without at least knowing a Deftones. <laughs> right. Might be a little bit of a struggle, but uh, yeah, go listen. And well, I mean, maybe not. Maybe you didn't know anything about Deftones and basing off what you know about us from this show or what we said about these albums, you go listen to one of them. I don't know. Give it a yeah. go. Uh, if you want the heaviest one, listen to self-titled. If you want maybe the not heaviest one. Mm, Koi no Yokan. That you have not yet listened to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Gore's not the heaviest. 
No, it's not, but Koi feels more ambient-ish. Okay. Yeah, so that's it. Um, go tell a dock worker about us. Do dock workers still exist? I don't know. Do they? I imagine they probably do. They have to. I think they still have a union. Go tell a dock worker about us because they'll <laughs> tell the dolphins, and we know dolphins are smart enough to listen. So maybe they'll get they'll get onto the internet, and yeah. we'll have a dolphin demo because that's all I want is a dolphin demo. That'd be great. Oh, hey, we have a we have a QR code you can show to somebody and have them uh have them scan it and get sent to our uh, our Anchor FM page. That got set there up. We go. That's a thing now. We've got QR codes being scanned by dolphins while we're drafting the Deftones. Love it. Are you listening? Are you listening? Holy shit, man. Deftones are so good. Alternative metal, alternative rock, art metal, experimental rock, new metal, post-punk, post-hardcore, alternative rock, dream pop, drone rock, post-metal, shoegaze, post-rock, stoner rock, hard rock, trip-hop, glitch, math metal, psychedelia, and funk metal. We're not here to talk about Uncle Cracker. I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to the heart. I feel like the music industry kind of revolves around Deftones. it was a wild come up for me where I was like looking at this dude, like he was the peak of coal to riding to Ozfest with him and him saying he has the shakes cause he needs a beer.